Hello, and thanks for joining us whenever you're listening to this, wherever you're listening to this. It's the Metalist Podcast. I'm Dave. Pause for effect. I'm Jason. Today we're going to talk about something very near and dear to our hearts. Jason's actually wearing the shirt for him right now. Today we're talking about the Ghost Inside. My all-time favorite band. His all-time favorite band. I like him a lot, too. So let's start. <laughs> oh, they're pretty cool. Yeah. Start at the beginning. Well, how about those? Let's start at a beginning. When's the first time you heard him? Uh, Returners. I saw a friend of mine. Who was it? I think it was Nick Poppleton. Posted like the. It was like the album cover for the Returners and that street thing. Um, he posted the album cover for the Returners, and like the dude usually just. I mean, he likes a lot of hardcore stuff, but he mostly like brutal death. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, oh, I wonder what this is. And I listened to it. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of the first song I heard. I mean, I guess I just started at track one on Returners. And then, like, I thought it was pretty cool, but it was just like, <clears throat> I mean, at the time, too, it's just like, you know, you have so much stuff. It's just like, okay, here's another cool band. Yeah. And I just listened to it every once in a while. I remember I was listening to, well, we'll get to that in the list, but um, I think after that I heard, obviously I heard, get well, when Get What You Give came out, they were still like, okay, this is just like another album from this this band I, you know, I think is pretty cool or whatever. Um, I didn't have Fury for for the Fallen Ones. Yeah, I didn't have that one yet. But I got Get What You Give because that was right after I first heard them. So Returners have been out for a little while. And then, let's see, I, I heard Get What You Give. So one thing I, I really liked about Returners was the fact that, like, the music was rather melodic. Had, like, some singy parts as all, as far as guitar, mm-hmm. where the guitar really carried, like, a lot of the melody, and the vocals were just hard, like, the whole time. Yeah. Um, and I also liked how it was really, like, like a lot of layering in the guitars, too. So real chordy, but very layered as well. Like, big, thick chords... You know, um, not just the chunky low. I mean, they had the the full chords, and <clears throat> they did it quite a bit. So <clears throat> I really liked that. So when uh, Get What You Give came out, like the first one that really caught my ear was, I guess, probably Dark Horse. It had like the – because I remember the clean vocals. I was mm-hmm. like, wait, what? Like – you know, they have clean vocals on. And you're just like, wow, that's pretty crazy. Because, like, at the time, you, know, you just never heard that from them. So, yeah. um, again, and it was the same. as you know, layered guitars, better production. Like, layered guitars, you know, with those really, like, melodic fucking guitar lines over top of it that were just really fucking kind of set them apart from, you know, standard metalcore slash hardcore stuff that I'd heard. And, um... You know, and I've never known, like, are they a hardcore band? Are they a metalcore band? I don't really care. But, I mean, 
I've always thought they were like a hardcore band, but they are a little bit, you know, they still have some of that, you know, kind of like the punk vibe of those riffs. But they also have like more like metal riffs than a normal hardcore band. I mean, kind of like Haybreed, I they, guess. Yeah, is there's what a definite. They remind me of especially edge. old Haybreed, where the old Haybreed had a lot of those like punky riffs in it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. <clears throat> but then as they went <clears throat> and they're working with Jeremy McKinnon, you know, I could definitely see where they got a little more of the um, like this. I, I I hate to say like better songwriting because I I don't think there's a certain way that songs have to be to be a good song. I think it's certainly more anthemic. But well, they became more a little more accessible to a little more streamlined in what they were doing. Um, obviously, the sound, you know, a little more compressed, a little more polished sound. But like when Dear Youth came out, so by the time Dear Youth came out, like that was an album I was waiting to come out. Mm-hmm. Like I was excited when. You know, the song Avalanche was on Spotify. I was excited when Dear Youth was released as a single. So by the time that album came out, like, around that time, they were really kind of, like, becoming my favorite band. And then, um, you know, and then, obviously, the bus crash. And it was like, damn it, like, I've never seen them live, you know? Like, oh, shit. Like, and as far as I knew... You know, as far as any, uh, probably anybody knew, like they were over. Yeah. You know, and I mean, no, I know there's been. Well, before we get into that, when did you first hear them? Because <laughs> you've seen them live a couple times, right? I was trying to th- figure out how many times. I want to say it's like six or seven Jesus, on the way up. Dude, yeah. are you serious? Yeah, from. Uh, <laughs> Fuck off, dude. Yeah. God. And the first time I would have seen them would have been about ten years ago. Uh, they were opening for Zayo. Oh, and I saw your support. fucking picture you posted with fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll get, I was like, yeah. fuck that. No, it was all of them. It, yeah, it was all yeah, of we'll, them. Yeah, we'll, we'll get like, to that in a sec. It, yeah. Like, God um, damn it. So I just saw this name, The Ghost Inside, popping up a lot alongside Parkway Drive and Suffocate 10, well, no, 11 years ago in 2008, uh, around the time Fury and the Fallen Ones would have come out, right? And, um, and they see this name popping up everywhere, and kids are talking about them a lot and i finally see them as direct support for zayo at i don't remember the name but it was a it was a venue that didn't last very long in temecula there was also a music shop and they would just push the uh the music racks out of the way and open up the floor and it had a stage it was a cool setup uh zayo was obviously great but then yeah before that is his ghost inside and they're killing it and all the kids are singing along i was like I guess I dig these guys. It's it's four four misery signals, and they would probably tell you that because they say misery signals is their biggest influence. Um, and then after that, yeah, they they put up. I think it was between the lines, just like, hey, here's the new single coming out from the uh, album coming out in 2010, right? Because they it, they were on an every two year cycle for a while. Yeah, Returners was 2010. Yeah, so. Uh, I was just like, oh, they stepped it up a notch here, and and I, and then everybody else kind of got on board too. And then um, the time I saw them after that was at Soma Main Stage opening for Parkway Drive, and there was one band in between them, and I won't say who it was, but people, the the enthusiasm was not there, and there was a lot of hype around this band at the time that I did not understand, and the energy kind of needed a little pick me up when Parkway started playing, but dude. Ghost Inside should have been direct support. They they killed it, dude. To see them go from this little, you know, for all intents and purposes, music store 
in Temecula to, you know, main stage in its peak Soma, dude. Like, like you know, people are having to stand on those little th- uh, things on the side because there's no room to stand on the floor anymore. Um, and everybody's just digging the hell out of it. And I was like, okay, Ghost Inside's gonna is popping off now, dude. This is this is the band to be watching. Fuck, I would love to see them in Soma. That would have been cool. Yeah, on returners. Uh, I want to say Andrew was brand spanking new, too, on, on drums. And I think Jim was in there by this time. I've never not seen them with Aaron on guitar, their original guitarist. Um, saw them a few more times at Soma. Saw them a couple times at Warped. I, I can't count how many times I've seen them. I've seen them a lot, and it's been awesome every time. Last time I did see them, they headlined over every time I die. Which is, that's gnarly. And it was right after um, Theory Youth came out. And I was just like, man, there's not a lot of bands that could headline over every time I die. And I would say they, they held their own pretty well. That was a sick show. And Architects just put out uh, Lost Forever, Lost Together, too. That was... You know, I'm looking at the dates, dude. I, I mean, by the time I... <clears throat> By the time I really started listening to them, I think Get What You Give was probably already out. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know it was out. Yeah. Well, that's when they... Each album... Dude, the momentum build for these guys was crazy. Like, each album brought in more and more people, you know? And then, unfortunately, if people weren't on board for the music, they definitely heard about them because of the accident and in a mixed blessing oh, yeah, sort of sure. way that... that got more fans out of them, I, I, I think, you know? Kind of, yeah. I mean, and then they had the big... You know, like, uh, not memorial show, but I mean, they had the, the big, like, what was it? It was just like a fucking fundraiser. It was like a fundraiser, like a just, yeah. The fucking big, like, you know, tribute fucking yeah. show. And the one at, I think uh, that was where, like, Bleeding Through had their first, like, comeback show was at that show, I think. Yeah, it was a but, two like, day. But, Plague played it too. Like, they kind of came back out of, after being on hiatus. And, yeah. Architects did, like, one of, I think they did, Engine forty five. Yeah, at some. I, I think it was just something. their own show. Like, like there was a grip of these little satellite shows. They they held them all over. But the big official one, yeah, was that chain reaction over two days. See, and I've always wanted to know this. A dying dream played this thing, and oh, a dying yeah, dream right. is who Ghost Inside used to be. So I'm like, how did that happen? Well, okay. So the, I've, I was wondering that too, but then I was looking at this. I was looking at Wikipedia, and I saw that like, okay, Vigil's the only original member. Mm-hmm. So I wondered, like, because, like, Jim isn't an original member. Mm-mm. Neither is Andrew or Chris. So it was basically him and Aaron that were the original guys. Yeah. So I wondered, like, that's, what, guitar player and singer. Yeah. I wonder if the other guys from A Dying Dream that were in Ghost Inside, that weren't in Ghost Inside anymore, if they just started another band and just kept the A Dying Dream name, and maybe it's, like, all these yeah, I think original I th- A Dying Dream the, guys you know what i mean yeah like, but it was just for that one show like, yeah like i mean that's the only way i can see it like making sense that they're i'm like yeah because i thought the same thing when you told me that i was like wait how does that work in hindsight <laughs> there's probably youtube footage that could easily answer all these things but i didn't think of that till just now so same oopsies but no so like it's cool to see how many people rallied around him if you see um the fundraiser thing what do they, what do they call that uh it was it was crowdfunding, but there's a specific one for like, hey, emergency medical bill, whatever. It's not it, GoFundMe. Oh, it is GoFundMe. There oh, you go. Okay. Yeah, and um, I definitely donated to see like like all these dudes from other bands were donating thousands. I don't Dude, think you ever saw the link. 
uh, what's their face? Bring Me the Horizon donated a ton. And that was really cool of them. I think it was like maybe Ghost Inside's first big American tour might have been with. Um, I mean, every, literally any band that hears this story, any band that's toured in a van, you know, like that's got to hit you pretty hard because mm-hmm. that could be you. Yeah. You know, I mean, dude lost his leg. Uh huh. You know, I mean, what, three of them were in critical? Was it three of them? All four of them were. And, and, uh, and four were, like, uh, all of them were messed up. I thought it was like three of them were critical for like a long time. Yeah, Jim got out really, relatively quick compared to the rest. Vigil woke up, you know, after being in a coma for like three months or something like yeah. that. Uh, and all their crew was messed up too. The only, the, you know, the driver of both vehicles, uh, the drivers of both vehicles didn't survive. Which obviously yeah. sucks in its own right, but like just to hear, if you want to hear the interviews firsthand from all those guys, there's they're all over the place and they're they're mortifying, you know. I think but the like, first time I heard like one of the interviews was when I don't remember who was on, but like I heard some one of the guys on the Jossa show. That was Zach. Um, Jim was on the Stu and Tom podcast. Rest in peace. Uh, Vigil's been on a couple things since, like, like, like well, they've all told the story from their own yeah. perspectives. Andrew's been on, I think, some YouTube thing. And, I've seen uh, stuff on YouTube, and I've seen print stuff since. <clears throat> um, but that was the first time I heard anybody even talk about it, was when he was on, when, it was when Zach was on mm-hmm. uh, the Jossa show. And, and that was, listening to that, I was like, Jesus, dude, like, that's fucking crazy. Like, it was crazy just reading the story. Yeah. And then, you know, hearing, like, him talk about it, I was like, good God, dude. Like, yeah. Well, so, so like, like, again, any band, yeah. like, you hear about something like that happening. Because it's happened a lot, man. I mean, Cliff Burton died, you know, in a, in a bus, you know, turned over bus. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it Vitek and um, uh, what's his, this? Was it Sauron? Was it, their singer? Yes. Well, he, he, he was he just got fucked up, but Vitek died. I think he's still dealing with complications. Yeah, too. right. He's because yeah. he was like his head was all messed up, correct? Yeah. Vitek died. You know, and I mean, the, he he was young. He was mm-hmm. only like fucking nineteen or something. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, and stuff. like this has happened several times. You know, throughout you know throughout the years, it's always a sketchy thing. I mean, especially winter tours and stuff like that, and. You know, and that and that's that's road conditions, and then you throw on driving conditions, yeah. like you're driving late at night, or Human you know, error. you didn't know that someone, you know, you didn't know the person driving your bus was drinking all night, or yeah. you know, you don't know the other person that hit your bus or your van was, you know, maybe that person was drinking, or maybe they're sleep deprived and they should have pulled over. Mm-hmm. It's just shit happens sometimes. <clears throat> Dude, you want to see it really? Uh, you know, how about the ones that people survive and they're shaking for the rest of their life? Uh, oh yeah, that bleeding through one from. 17 years ago in Utah. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. The video footage, because it was on I didn't some see any video footage. I just remember hearing about that <clears throat> one, like, because we, you know, lived in Idaho at the time, and Brutal. I remember hearing about it. It's that they, they put the news report at the beginning of their first DVD, which I thought was kind of gnarly. Really? But it's, it's, uh, you see it on the dash cam because the cop was pulling somebody over, and all of a sudden you just see them go, oh, shit. And then, like, you see the van and trailer, you know, reverse football spiraling through yeah. through the road and like stops maybe just shy of the cop car like it looked gnarly and that wasn't even their van it was on lend from sinai beach i think Bastards. i have seen that now, now you say that yeah. i don't think i saw it at the time but i think i've seen it since yeah I'm trying to think if i watched that dvd maybe i did and i saw the footage or something but yeah, yeah. it's a long it was DVD. pretty gnarly so it's like i mean at one point it was like oh man this band's becoming your favorite band and all of a sudden fucking boom i mean as far as you know they're done yep 
And it's like, fuck, dude, that sucks. Yeah. You know, like. And actually, then, how the fuck did Rick Allen lose his arm? Was that a car accident too? I was that from, was from Def Leppard. Yeah, yeah. But that was. But that he was he was drunk driving or something. He that was just him in the car, like right. He was just oh, driving the car, right? Yeah, because then the other one that comes to mind is obviously Motley Crue and. Well, yeah, but that was. I mean, he wasn't even hospitalized. Vince was, Vince, was Vince even in the hospital? You know, I don't know. That's a good question. I, I, just know, I know the other dude died or whatever, yeah. but I, I don't think Vince was. I mean, if he was in the hospital, he wasn't in the hospital very long. Yeah. Like, but th- that, yeah, that is different. That's in your off time. You know, you're doing your thing. Yeah, there's been, a, I mean, obviously, fucking everybody's human. Like, that shit kind of happens. But the fact that you're doing your job. And part of your job is travel, and that travel is risky. And yeah. I mean, so I, the rally was huge because a lot of bands were like, you know, whoa, fuck, like, okay, that, you know, that could easily be us at almost any time. Yeah, sorry, you I know, just like it's fucking crazy. Hundredth um, and being as an ocean on tour two years ago for Warped, their bus just caught on fire for no apparent reason. Damn, dude. Yeah, like, man. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that shit just, you know, there's really no, you just don't know when it's going to happen or if it's going to happen. So you really, you know, it's just like anything else, man. It's like you just, like, they talk about all the time, like, since the accident, they talk about all the time, like, you really got to appreciate, you know, like, I mean, obviously, there's a healthy fear of, you know, healthy fear makes you appreciate now a little bit more. Yeah. You know, you don't want to be too scared to live your life or whatever. But, yeah, man, like, you don't know when something like that could happen. So it's like, it gets fucking pretty crazy. And, I mean, I've seen some of the posts. Like, it's, you know, they were very, like, <laughs> for lack of a better term, I mean, they were really pretty real about what was going on. Like, Absolutely. You know, so they announced this new sh- this comeback show, not a tour, but, you know, of the first show back. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I was just like, holy shit, dude. Like, well, I remember, remember when they had the, they had the Facebook live thing when they were going to, like, they were having their first jam session. Yeah. It was the anniversary. It was the 10th anniversary of, um, Fury and the Fallen Ones coming out. And I was just like, holy fuck. Like they're able to play. Like just the fact that they were able to play, was like super exciting, you know? And then they announced the, the, the one-off show, you know, and we are going, Mm -hmm. I hope it goes well because you know, yeah, I mean, this determines whether or not they're going to keep doing it or, you know, I mean, I mean, obviously, I think even if they didn't all keep doing it, they're all they're all making music. Vigil has been very outspoken about I hope Ghost Inside um, continues. But if not, I'm going to find a way to keep making music, which is. Well, yeah, awesome. and I mean, even the drummer, like who's obviously I mean, I, I would probably say out of all of them, he's he might be hampered the most considering the fact he lost half his leg. Well, that, that's the other thing. But too. he also has music that he does too with program drums. He also plays guitar, so it's like yeah. okay, even even then, I mean, if it doesn't go well and they can't continue as the Ghost Society, I mean, I'm sure all of them will keep playing music, and I mean, they will be supported all the way around. But absolutely, but I'm really hoping it goes well so that you know they can do. They can keep going because like, fuck, man. Like they were really gathering a lot of fucking steam, dude. I know it's crazy to think, <clears throat> and you never want to think other scenarios because it's ultimately useless, right? But just where they would be now if if that didn't oh, yeah. happen, and what that momentum would be like now, and they'd be ruling the roost. I mean, they still kind of are, right? But like, yeah. But like, damn, man. I guess two quick things along these lines. Shout out Epitaph Records for saying any remaining uh, proceeds from the albums go directly to the band now. Um, 
And just the overall determination of these guys, you know, after you hear all the harrowing, and absolutely it makes sense, you know, that they would be in doubt of themselves after something like that. I wouldn't blame anybody in that position for a second. So it's even more inspiring to see them so determined to come back strong and and continue on in one form or another, even if it is just for one show, you know? Oh, yeah, dude. I've seen the fear that happens when you, <clears throat> you, know, you get hurt in the gym. It's hard to go back in and do that same lift. I've seen what happens when... You know, a baseball player gets fucking takes a pitch to the head, mm, and like yeah. it takes them a while before the dude can even stand in the batter's box. Yeah. You, and that's that's little stuff, man. I mean, you you think like how many people get in car accidents? Like some of those people, man. Like, I mean, I knew I, I you know, friend of a friend, you know, like hasn't as far as I know hasn't driven since an early accident that he was in. Like he she just can't get behind the wheel of a car. So I mean, the fact these guys had this happen, it's like okay. Now, that's the thing. They have this one-off show, and then it's like, all right, cool. Like, maybe, you know, let's say it goes well, and all of a sudden they're like, okay, we're going to go on tour. Like, what does that look like? Yeah, no, that's true. You know, because, you know, are they going to be able to be in, you know, without having, like, massive anxiety or, or over, you know, too much stress? I know Jim was determined to get back at it as soon as possible, so he's been going out with... Um... I know he was... Was it Beartooth? Nah. Well, maybe Beartooth too, but I know the first one he went with was uh, who else is from Vegas? Uh, Ronnie Radke. Falling in Reverse. He went on to oh, it with Falling yeah, yeah. in Reverse immediately, just to get over that. But I mean, the other, but he walked away quicker than the others too. Yeah. So who knows? But you also, know. that's the other thing too, man. Some people are like that. Some people are like, okay, I'm gonna take this head on. Yeah. And just get right back into it. Other people, man, takes them a little while. So I mean, it's I'm kind of curious to see how that all shakes out. Yeah. You know, because, yeah, I mean, I sit and think about I, you, you're not the only one that's thought that. Where would they be now? Oh, yeah. You know, like I've thought that so many times, especially with like how big like and some of the big things that like a data remember has been doing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. Know, and like that's their producer. And mm -hmm. I mean, that's, you know, their bros and stuff. And it's just like, man, like they could be doing that type of thing, you know, that type of thing. And who knows where the music you know, would be at now? Look how big Parkway Drive is. Yep. You know, and the stuff they're doing, and it's like that they could be on that level. Yep. You know, like they could have been on that level. I don't know if it would have been because, I mean, okay, so here's the thing. Have you, because I, I always wondered how it was going when like Dear Youth came out. Because, I mean, at the time I wasn't, um, you know, no Facebook groups, no Twitter. So this is, you know, this band's becoming, like, one of my favorite bands at a time where I'm, like, pretty disconnected from, like, other fans, right? So was there any fucking kind of, like, kickback as far as, like, when Dear Youth came out? I mean, where it was clearly, like, not as hardcore or heavy, quote-unquote, as something like Returners? If there was, I didn't hear it. Like, was there sellout shit and stuff like that? Or were they just still kicking ass and, like, just keep going up? If, because if, I'm kind of curious. I mean, that more than anything else. If there was kickback, I didn't hear it. I, you just become so desensitized and who gives a shit about that stuff. Well, you, sure. know, you know what I mean? After a certain amount of time. And again, but I, I, yeah, I straight up didn't hear anything. The only thing I heard anything from was, was Vogel and some of the terror guys. When, well, when there they was were, some beef there. That yeah, when they were really happened. shitty about, and like, and then you find out it was actually and Vo Vigil being the stand-up dude he is, came out and said, "Hey, I accept whatever he has against us. It was because of something I did that made him 
embarrassed in front of his friends on tour and just laying it out there. It's a, it's a personal matter. That's all it was. And then, like, you see them kind of bury the hatchet, and Vogel's a completely different guy now, you know, and he's a lot more chill. And, uh, and like he says, he watched them every day on Warp Tour when they were on that tour together. Uh, and he made a whole thing about, you know, I've had issues with these guys in the past, but I, I hope for the best, after, you know, as far as their recovery goes, like right after the accident. That was the only thing I can think of. I've never heard anybody talk negative about him. See, I mean, I mean if, if anybody even, you know, if, I mean, we're the, just the people that even know him. Like, I know very few people that even have listened or have heard this band. Again, nowadays, it's, it's, there's so many bands to listen to, you know, and it's like, you know, people, it's, it's easier to find your niche and, and listen to all of that. Yeah. You know, with, uh, with the streaming and whatnot. So, yeah, when I say they get they're getting bigger, I mean like I mean obviously we're talking about metal, so mm-hmm. I mean that only gets so big, but still like you know um <clears throat> yeah, like I've oh, I mean, I guess there I would have to say like, you know, shout out on this one to like G-Dog, mm-hmm. like probably the biggest ghost inside, well definitely the most vocal ghost inside fan I've ever yeah. met. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he's shit, he's putting posts up and tagging all of us in there like <laughs> like Thinking every other day it seems the connection this band has made across the world you know all these people care so much they're going to come from all over the world for this show on on this coming saturday like yeah, like dude, it's crazy it's you don't see that deal. with a lot of bands that have been around for longer or put out more stuff they there there's a real connection there with with their message and like you know they got an inspiring story behind them now and like they're is good, this a, dude, is this a they're big, good dudes on what level of a comeback is this to you? Because, I mean, obviously I'm biased because they're my favorite band. But, dude, at the time, Metallica was probably my favorite band. Metallica or Slayer, you know, right there, one and two, one A and one B. Like, I remember when Cliff Burton died, you know, and obviously we didn't have social media. So I didn't know what the fuck people in Europe were saying. I, I, I didn't know. You know, magazines didn't print like, oh, all these fans, fucking blah, blah, blah. So there wasn't the scope obviously but i mean i remember when they got jason newstead on bass man like i mean and just my circle of friends we were just like holy shit like we didn't know who jason newstead was we were just like okay like they got a new bass player and it was within a matter of months right it was it it was was pretty quick and we were all just like wow like they're gonna actually keep playing you know like it was it was pretty like holy shit but like it was relatively fast. There was mm-hmm. never any f- really like, holy shit, is Metallica going to keep playing? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, you know, and obviously it's bigger, be- you know, Cliff died, you know, RIPD, that, that sucks. But I mean, as far as like the band going forward, you know what I mean? Because like, you know, I mean, there's, you know, fuck Randy Rhodes, you know, I mean, from, from all of them, they, they all, die, you know, fucking Bon Scott and all that, like the bands always, con- they, you know, they always continued on, but now, I don't know a lot about those because, like, when I first heard ACDC, you know, Brian Johnson was the singer. I don't know if there was this big overwhelming thing of, like, holy shit, is ACDC going to keep going? You know what I mean? Like, and again, like, you just, there may have been, but you just didn't know about it because you didn't know what even people in the next state were thinking. Right. Let alone what someone across the world is thinking. And now we do get to see that. And it's like, even with, like, Def Leppard, there was, I do remember there was some stuff like, is, is Def Leppard going to keep going? There was time there. Mm-hmm. A lot of the reason, though, was there was, it's, it, you know, the dude didn't die. You know, I mean, generally, it's like, okay, the person died. It's like, okay, like, 
you know, a lot of times I don't really see there being a lot of weight there. Right. Yeah. No, sorry. Let me rephrase it so people don't take that the wrong way. <laughs> I don't see a lot of waiting there. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, because sometimes, especially musicians, the way they deal with that sort of thing is by playing. So it's like, mm-hmm. to me, the common sense thing would be, dude, get a fucking new person and get back out there so that you can, you know, move on and stuff and, and live life. Where like, to me, it's almost like the, the injury thing would be worse. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you want to wait for the person. Yeah, no, you know? that's true. You can't. But yeah. at the same time, you're like, fuck, man. Like, this is my career, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I. But they were also you know, all in the same position, too. It wasn't well, just Well, and this one, that's the other thing. This one, it happened to all of them. Mm-hmm. They were all kind of fucked up. But the fact, like, you know, Rick Allen, you know, he lost an arm and I'm not trying to say fucking a, you know, that's not that big of a deal. But to me, this is almost bigger because it's like, fuck man. Like the dude lost his leg. Mm-hmm. Other dude lost half his foot vigil yeah. vigil. They, they got to the point where he had to give up on getting a new artificial uh, joint in his ankle and they just fused the ankle to the, to the foot. Uh, so he's got limited mobility. Um, but they're making the most of it. You know, weird, other... I've seen very little live footage of these guys. Oh, man, yeah, they moved around a lot. I mean, I've seen live footage, but I've seen very little live footage. And some of it was just because, like, I just, you know, you don't want to see it. Like, you just, you're just like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, like, Yeah, they, they put like, on some of the best shows ever, man. But, I mean, I've seen the stuff I have seen, like, holy fuck, like, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, you know, but, Maybe. again, that's a lot of hardcore stuff is, like, you know, crazy like you know, that style that you know, yeah. stage divers and. But there's also that reciprocated energy from the crowd, yeah. and like these guys have it out the ass, man. Uh, Vigil used to get in the crowd for the very end, and that would usually be. Um, it was either Engine Forty Five or uh, Faith or Forgiveness. I remember back in the day, Aaron, their their old guitar player, used to get in the pit and play. Uh, I don't I don't know if it was a particular song. He would just do it every once in a while. Like, like, they're a very crowd-interactive band. Is Faith or Forgiveness the one that's, I'll see you when the sun sets? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Big sing-along at the end. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> sure, I mean? dude. That's, Big that's time. what it's all about. Um, so the anticipation is definitely at an all-time high between the fans and, and the band, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, that's another thing, too, man. Like, no, no band. I know we've talked about it. Let's see. I, I think, you know, kind of touched on some of the stuff in, like, the Deftones episode, which I think this will actually come out before that. Because I'm going to put this out like rather quick, but um, I don't know if we talked about it bef- much before, but like no band, maybe in the motivation songs, but no band has fucking gotten me through anything quite as heavy as this band. Like th- I climbed a fucking 13,000 foot mountain. And this is what I was listening to. There you go. That's really where I fell in love with. The, the ghost inside I listened to The returners And get what you give The whole way up And the whole way down I mean I threw some There was a, you know, a couple other Albums I listened to But I mean I mean I, You know Fuck man I put in like a 22 hour day Or something I mean And this was I mean I listened to Over and over and over You know what I mean Like You know The whole time Splitting up With my son's mom Like this is the band That helped me through that It was like Haybreed and Killswitch Engage helped me through panic attacks earlier, you know, 10 years earlier. But, like, this is the band 
that helped me through the hardest time in my life. And that's probably why they are my number one band of all time. I mean, I've had people say, like, how the fuck? Like, they're like they're new. You haven't even been listening to them that long. And I'm like, impact, dude. Yeah, it's all about personal It's not connection. longevity. It's impact. The What this band did... I remember fucking people talking about, like, back in the day, you know, um, I remember Eddie Vedder in an interview on MTV, you know, a rare interview on MTV, but I remember him talking about, like, you know, he's, you know, how just crazy it is to him, but he, like, he gets it, but he also just thinks it's so nuts because it's his music, but he's like, I just never thought, like, my song would help somebody that much. Cause he was just like you know I don't hold myself in in that high regard like I like I would the Who or you know Led Zeppelin or Black Sabbath and stuff yeah. like that like yeah. he didn't see himself in that regard and so it was it was strange to him that people were coming up to him and say oh you know your song Alive like helped me through this and that and you know your music's helped me through so much like I've you know everything from fucking suicide to drug abuse like it your music helped me through that and it's like right. it's that same thing like you go through something. And there's, you know, maybe you're going through something and you listen to all kinds of stuff and all of it fucking helps you. Just music in general. But every once in a while, man, you go through a thing and there's just like this one band. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That really fucking gets you through. Yeah. And it's like, that's what this is for me. And like, and that's why I tell people impact is huge. The impact that this band had on me was massive. Probably more so than any other band. You know, because like I said, going through the panic attacks was one thing, man. Splitting up with my son's mom because the kids were involved was like not I'm not going to say double or triple or anything like that but it it was more it was Mm -hmm. harder you know and so it was like whoa like um, it was huge man I I remember one time well you know I'll get to that when I get to that song so um, let's see you got anything else I mean I mean I know you know we talked a little bit about the band members I don't that's the other thing. Up until recently, like I don't even know. I just barely learned Jonathan Vigil's name. Like when the car accident ha- when the accident happened, I knew Vigil's name. I didn't know any of the other guys' names. Mm-hmm. It was just a matter of like. That's another thing that I thought was pretty weird. It's like I mean we've talked about it before. As as we go on, as I got older, I just didn't have time, to, you know, to be this fucking psycho I was when I was younger and like learn everything about a band. And it just became like, you know, the nitty gritty. Like, do I like the fucking music or not? How does this band make me feel? How does this band sound? That's kind of what this was. You know what I mean? Like, and it was, it was like, like, um, I think I, I think I learned their names so I could follow them all on fucking Instagram. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and they're the only band I follow all the members on Instagram. Like, Mm. um, Every other every other band, I mean, I follow a couple guys here and there, like maybe one or one or two guys from the band. But this is the only band where I follow all of them, you know. Like and and um, and I'm genuinely interested in seeing what they're doing, even as just people. Yeah, like, absolutely. You know, so that's the kind of impact it had. But like, I I I've thought it was pretty crazy too. At one point, when I I think probably the first time I said, I told Brett, you know, Ghost Inside's like my favorite band. And he was just like, what? Like, you know, and, and I started thinking about it. I was like, you know, it's pretty weird. I think I said out loud, like, I don't know any of their names. Like, I, yeah. could, I mean, I could tell you most of the song titles, I guess. I mean, just because I have seen them that many times. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was pretty, pretty odd that it was just, you know, like, yeah. I mean, just until recently, 
I mean, I had no idea what their names were. Um, I think I, the first time I ever heard of a dying dream was in one of my honorable mentions, which is Wide Eyed. Mm, there you go. With uh, the kid from Let Live. Oh, yeah, 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 Jason. Dude, he's got a really weird delivery, but it's so fucking cool. Like, the little part in the middle. Yeah. You know, and, and he he says, remember a dying dream? Like, I mean, yeah, and yeah. I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, yeah. you know, I looked it up, and I'm like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. there was a, you know, it was the band before that. And like, mm-hmm. I think they used to have a dying dream. Like, it was like a demo or something on Spotify. They should still. Is they, it still they on there? It? Well, now I'm curious, because it was Media Scare, and media, I'm up, media Scare is so up in the air. I don't even know. Um, and they re- that was a re-release. That was the second version of that. I haven't been to the Ghost Inside's fucking huh. Spotify page in a long time because I just have all their stuff in a playlist. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, it's on there. Sort of. It's just not showing up. Oh, yeah, right there. Now or never. I think I've only ever listened to that one time. Did like, do you ever listen to it? Occasionally, it's 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 interesting to see because this is the this is the halfway point because they started out. This was like this halfway point between where metalcore was prominently at the time, where it was Kill Switch, Unearth, Bleeding Through, which they've all said are also influences. But then there was also the other half, which they became more solely focused on, which was the more melodic metalcore, melodic hardcore side. Your shy Haludes, your Misery signals, and then so they they kind of focused on that side more. Poison the well, um, so it was interesting because I've never heard a band do that ever since. I'm surprised nobody else has tried to do that. Um, but like you know, I think they're better as Ghost Inside now. You know, they repurpose some of the songs as a dying dream, but it's cool to see a little snapshot of where they were. I have both bands on the same playlist, kind of like I have. Hellhammer, Celtic Frost, um, Trypticon on one playlist because it's technically the same thing, you know? Um, What's well, weird, too, because I was trying to think of other bands like that. I mean, obviously, the, lots of bands had different band names before they actually got their thing. They had different oh, yeah. band members before they had yeah, their thing. Burn the Priest, Lamb but of God. Was, yeah, one I was thinking of was Burn the Priest and Lamb of God because yeah. they actually had an album out with that other band name. Mm-hmm. You and know? then and they just had and, another one. And on Spotify, it is in there. You don't look up, you know, Burn the Priest doesn't have their own page oh, no? it's under the lamb of god page so huh. <clears throat> yeah i was kind of found that a little bit interesting but it, it's cool it's a little snapshot of a transition they were gonna be in in before uh they became what they became i'm surprised i would really like to do a band like that where it's you know the swedish melodic death metal influence metalcore meets the melodic hardcore of shy halud plus you know. It's a really cool sound. I mean, yeah. it, and you can you can put a lot of different like you can swing it a lot of different directions too. So that's kind of nice. Yeah. Are you ready for maybe honorable mentions? I think so. Dude, I, I, I just saw something on Spotify. I had no idea they covered Southtown. Yeah, for uh, one of those. <laughs> I've never um, heard that before. It was like it was punk, punk goes nineties or something. 90s, yeah, yeah. And they did a pretty good job. Uh, I was just gonna say like all those dudes are super nice too. They. Uh, we met him at Warp Tour five years ago, and uh, we asked them if we could take a picture where we're all, look how awesome this is, to make our friend feel bad that was supposed to... We were, we were trying to make our friend that felt bad make or feel even worse for not being there by being like, hey, look who we met. And they were 
super cool and worked on me and i didn't even know you yet yeah yeah so uh and then vigil gave alex a shout out for his shy halud shirt that he says he noticed from the crowd so good dude all those guys good dudes um even though alex was trying to be an antagonistic dick and said go go sharks to the very very widely known uh king's King's fans dude yeah so it was all in good fun good dudes good dudes um shout out special special mentions you want to go first shout out go kings go there you go so uh let's see honorable mention obviously wide-eyed pretty cool catchy tune there's a there's like a line in that one it's like remember those things we were all made to fear and laugh as we realize they all got us here. Like, I love that shit. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Shout out Jason for having newfound success. Uh, formerly of Let Live. Now he's in Fever 333 or whatever they're calling it. And they got oh, nominated. Him? Yeah, they got nominated nice. for a Grammy. Yeah. And he's also in a band that I like even more called Hesitation Wounds. Not Hesitation Wounds. Shit. What's it called? Google? Yeah. Da-da-da-da-da. I haven't listened to the Fever three three three. Are they the guys that get fucking super crazy on stage though? They well, Let Isn't Live did them? too. Or is that the band Three Teeth? Uh, Three Teeth might too, but like like Let Live had a reputation for him being crazy. I saw them at the Shea, and if you've seen those like weird banister things yeah. on the top that people hang off of, he was like going around them over and over and over oh, wow. in the beginning of the song. He's nuts. I remember I remember feeling this dude crowd surfing on top that's going nuts during Refused. I'm like, who is this? And it was him. They weren't even playing the show. He's just like, like that's his like biggest influence is Refuse. So I was like, oh, cool, he's singing along. You guys are on the same label. Or they were. Uh, son of a bitch. I, hesitation marks? Something. Whatever his other band is, go check it out. It's it's basically him with a bunch of ex-members of Scars of Tomorrow, and they're awesome. Oh, Scars of Tomorrow, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yep, yep, yep. R.I.P.D. Yep. Wait, aren't they back? They are, but it's just the singer and the uh, bassist, and it's them making them, and they like put out is, a song a year. Yeah. So yeah. hey, that's better just than ultra nothing. Part time in it. Yeah, good time. Um, let's see another one. Downbeat. Um, I think that's the one that has that line: "The hardest lessons you'll learn are the ones you've been told." Like, sounds right. To I me. always like how they put it in the song because, like, that was I remember hearing that from like. I don't know, some old timer when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, I could buy you that. Know, basically saying, like, man, like, you know, people can tell you everything about life, man, but you really don't fucking know until you just do it. Yeah. Um, but that's got that cool fucking, you know, it's kind of like a little bouncy fucking riff. And then, I mean, I got two more. What's two of yours? So I got two. Mine will be, I'll start off with Dark Horse. It's not my favorite album even though apparently it is for lots of other people uh but that song in particular a good live reaction um it's just a good anthemic pump up song you know uh and then the other one i'll go with is siren song which i feel like is very underrated off of uh, fury and the fallen ones it's got that as i mentioned the those misery signals melodies man it's it's chock full of them and even like the verses and stuff in that little opening riff, it's super chuggy and sharp and crunchy. They had a very distinct metallic edge to them that just, they did that a lot better than a lot of other bands, you know? Um, so that one I felt was kind of overrated. I, they must have played it back in the day. 
when that was the only album they had, but I don't ever remember him underrated doing it. Underrated or overrated? Underrated. Did I say overrated? Second time, yeah. Shit, sorry. Loser. I can't help it. I mean, I I would say I like these songs, but like I, they don't have a song I don't like, so... Yeah, yeah fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I guess like honorable mention could be like literally their entire catalog, but... There you go. Um, another one, I do love Dear Youth. Yeah, absolutely. I like... It's just... Um, it's... I like the big chords on it, you know, and it's just a pretty simple line too. It's just down, 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 like three chords. I think it's three chords for the for the the chorus part. I think it's three. You know, pretty simple tune. Anybody that's older understands that though. You know, dear youth, what was your one big plan? You made us believe we had the world in our hands. Like, you know, yeah, you get older. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of like that hits you a little bit harder. Um, and then another one, because the end part, dude, test the limits. Fuck. Yeah, for sure. Dude. Okay, first of all, like fucking, you know, the chorus, like the big fucking group, you know, the gang vocals and stuff, like, you know, tonight, tonight, we got test limits. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so, but dude, the end part. That guitar, like that shit is so fucking cool, dude. Earworms for days, these guys. Dude, it's so singable, and that's like that's that shit they do, dude. That like that shit will get stuck in your head so bad. Absolutely, it's crazy. Like, um. Cause that wasn't like a favorite of mine when I first listened to the album, man. Like that was one that I remember climbing up the mountain. After I climbed up the mountain, like I would just get that part stuck in my head, that little melody line, and I'm just like, okay, like what is, which song is that? Which song is that? And like for a long time, I had to like find the song. Yep. And then after a while, I was like, okay, now I know what song it is. And then, you know, pretty soon it's like becoming like in. You know, because I mean, I have the playlist of like their whole catalog, and then they have like another playlist where I have like specific shit from certain bands I put in there. And it's like now that song is making that playlist every time. Absolutely. You know, it's like, okay, I need essential mm-hmm. goes that aside. And it's like plus button, or I guess it's a heart <laughs> yeah. now. But it's like, I need essential fucking shit. And it's like, okay, like that just made the essential list. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, honestly, honorable mention, blah, 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 but this would be like number six would yeah, be test the limits. There you go. You know what? One more thing, actually, two more. And I say honorable mention in a very strict sense because they're not ghost inside songs. Vigil making guest appearances. Oh, I heard one of these. Yeah. So one of them is um, I'm going with. Um, He's on the fall, for the Fallen Dreams song. He was on one of those, right? Oh yeah, that too. Because um, they had that camaraderie. Well, that was the other thing back in the day. They were inseparable for a while, dude. Like like it was always they were going on tour all the time. Um, they weren't that far off stylistically. You no, know, they were both really. very Misery Signals influenced. Um, and now they share a common member or did, however you want to phrase that. Uh, but I was going with. Um, so they say their biggest influences is Misery Signals, and then their other three are Shy Halud, Comeback Kid, and Barrier Dead. I love all those bands, so it's no secret as to why I love this band. But uh, and he was always very vocal about his love for Shy Halud, and uh, so they invited him to be on a song on their last record, "If a Mountain Be My Obstacle," and oh, he yeah, does the tr- vocal trade off with Chad. Uh, who was producing the record at the time, former Shai Halud vocalist, and it's 
It's perfect, dude. Like like his voice that the voice just goes perfect with that. Um and then the other one is uh it was the former vocalist of Misery Signals solo record uh, under the name Solace. Uh and it, dude, that is one of my favorite records of all time. So is that Shai Halud one, but go find the Solace record. It's on Bandcamp. It's called uh Call and Response. And he's on the third song, third or fourth? Fourth. Fourth track, third song technically. I guess. Okay. But it's called Our Father. And he he trades off with Carl and it's it, it's epic. Nice. And he, it's I the don't only know if I've time. Heard that. It's really good. Yeah, like I said, go on Bandcamp. I'll show you I'll show you a link later. Um and it's the only time in my recollection, and that was a big deal at the time that uh, that, that there's a recording of Jonathan saying "fuck" in one of the, in a song. So he was like, ah, "I got him to say fuck in a song. That's cool." There's 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 video of. Oh, that was another it. thing. I remember for a long time I used to wonder if these guys were like a Jesus band or not. Well, that's what one of the songs that. But there's that mm, song, The Conflict. That's what but I was looking for, yeah. Isn't that the one with the dude from Sleeping Giant? Yeah, that's the idea is, is they had a non-Christian. massively. You know, a, <laughs> yeah, you know, well, so that band. was the whole point of that thing was is about trying to find common ground between religious people and non-religious yeah. people. So they had Ghost Inside that's not a religious band, and they had a guy from a religious band. You know, like, I think, so that wasn't why. The reason why was because I would look in, like, the related artists or whatever, and there was always, like, Fit for a King, yeah. you know, and Sleeping Giant. Like, some of the some of the like religious fucking bands so i was like are they on that tip but i mean at the same time i, I didn't give a fuck i was like yeah. whatever like all at war i love them impending doom love them yeah like, it, that doesn't matter to me but i for a long time i used to wonder that yeah Another i think they just got along with quick. everybody i know we don't cover covers but dude they do a gnarly <laughs> cover of fortunate son <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> like creedence clearwater revival <laughs> i fucking love that man yeah. like and that was legit like so that was something i used to post um <laughs> When did I used to do it? I didn't do it this year. I used to post it every 4th of July. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why I do, because it's a fucking protest song. But mm-hmm. but one year I was posting it, and I, I think I typed it in YouTube or something, and it was like, Fortunate Son, and it came up like, Fortunate Son, Ghost Inside, and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, so man. I listened to it, and I'm like, Jesus, dude, like because I love that song. You know, I love that yeah. Creedence song. So. It's crazy to think where that came from was that, that game, uh, Homefront, which yeah. turned out to be a huge bomb. Total and bomb. like a to- and like, but like there the was fucking all this soundtrack crazy- was sick as fuck. No, that's like, the crazy thing is like yeah. awesome, and they like they only gave away so many free downloads or yeah. like downloads. And you know what's weird too is like I had that fucking like I had that fucking um I downloaded that album. The only songs I listened to off of it were, at the time was like Oceano doing War. Oh yeah, uh, Strain doing War Pigs mm-hmm. and Winds of Plague. Stop. Hey, what's the sound? Everybody, look what's that going on there? down. Shit, yeah. I don't remember that. They did. Uh, uh, I remember what's there was their a, face? Like maybe two other ones. I never listened to the one because I think when I had that fucking soundtrack, like I hadn't even heard Ghosts Inside. Like I didn't even know who they were. Yeah. Because I never listened to the Dillinger one either. Because they do a song on there, right? Well, it's it's Fight the Power by Public Enemy, right. and they got Chuck D to come do it with them. Oh, see, I didn't sick. even know that. Like, I knew yeah. that they did a song on there. Yeah. Um. So there was a bunch of that soundtrack I didn't listen to, mostly because I didn't really know the bands, or I didn't like the bands, so mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, I won't even listen to it. No big deal. Dude, it's, Misery it, Signals you know. did um, Pink Floyd. Um, Wait, what? Fuck, what's that song? Is this shit on Spotify? No. It's not. I'll huh? show you the link. Um, well, that I mean, that I, was the thing. What a weird. I mean, I can get you on YouTube. Go to all this effort to put out this awesome compilation, and you only give away a few unlimited amount of downloads. 
Weirdos. I'm glad your fucking game tanked. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, I've, I've heard a lot of this stuff since on, like, YouTube and stuff. And I like the uh, Periphery one. They did one by Metallica. Oh, that's right. They did do one. There's a, there a handful of good ones on there. They the, 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 the I Wrestle the Bear one was fucking... Which one they do? Uh, they did the Muse song. The Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and see, that was one where it's like, I liked I Wrestle the Bear ones. I just yeah. didn't like the song that they were doing. So I was like, ah, yeah. fuck, I'm not even, you know, I just fucking didn't even bother listening to it. Like, yeah, again, Maya it was, did Sunday, Bloody Sunday. Those, <laughs> it was one of those things, I did hear that one. I did listen to that one because I wanted weird. to see how they did it. But yeah. it was one of those things where it's like, yeah, I mean, I have so much music, like I'm getting kind of picky about what I listen to, what I don't, and it was just like, whatever. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I just kind of grabbed the fucking bands I liked, and that's what I listened to. So, yeah. Um, us and them, that's what it was. Sorry. Misery Singles oh, did us right and on. Them. And that's when there was that only half the members. I've been listening to them more. You should. Um, Everybody should. <laughs> You're all, do it. Yeah. Got another album coming out this year, hopefully. And maybe with Devin Townsend producing, maybe, oh, hopefully. Oh, shit. Um, so we getting right into it? Or any other honorable mentions? For you? Uh, no, I, I'm good. Oh. That sounded ouch. Smacked my knee, then I smacked the wall. <laughs> Sounds like some weird dance. No. You ready? Indeed. So. Time for the list. You want to start it off? Yes. Solid. I do. Yes, I do. Dark Horse. Nice. My previous pick. I'm telling you, man, that's got to be one they do live. That's that's a crowd pleaser right there. Good sing along. It's going to be like, good. Yeah, so I'm not scared. It's all that I know. Was it do nothing or know nothing but travel without knowing where to go? It's just kind of like, to me, it was always like, oh, you know, flying by the seat of your pants or whatever. Just going with the flow. But also, at the same time, I was about to go with the flow because I was, like, splitting up with my son's mom. So, you know, and it was the whole, like, I'm not scared thing. It was just kind of that, you know, when you're scared, a really good mantra to keep you from, to keep you going forward when you're scared is, I'm not scared. Yeah. Keep telling yourself you're not scared. You keep telling yourself enough that you're not scared. Eventually, you won't be fucking scared. Actually, you'll be too busy saying that to notice that you're fucking scared. And you'll be too busy moving forward to realize that, oh, wow, I was too scared. Nothing wrong with being too scared. Something wrong with being too scared to move forward. So that chorus almost became like a mantra. But there's another song that had a better mantra. But this song also cracks me up because, like, okay, so I've never known who sang that part. I don't think that's Jeremy McKinnon, is it? I'm not. I I, I thought I looked at. I, I think this was the one I looked up on the Wikipedia, and like it didn't come up. Nothing came up, but um, it might be just be one of the other guys in the band. It, yeah, it could be like Jim um, does the singing parts live. Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh, nice. So, yeah, because I've never yeah, looked Jeremy up Jeremy McKinnon. Oh, it is him. Yeah. Oh well, shit. That's I guess I forgot. Fucking Andrew explains from everything. Comeback kid is on one of these songs too. Wow. Oh yeah, he's um, apparently face value. Face value. Yeah. We'll have to listen to that on the way out of here. Oh, and it's distinctly a different fucking you know a different singer. Like mm. I mean, he's not singing, but like he's just distinctly different voice. But oh, yeah, yeah, okay, Jeremy McKinnon makes sense. Um, but I also thought it was really weird that the song, like, when, after I listened to it, like, a hundred times, I bet, I just noticed, like, the start of it almost reminds me of kind of like a country, like, hillbilly song. There's a down, 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 down,
And that was the first one I'd heard. I think that was the first one I heard, but I noticed like any clean vocals. I mean, it's very abundantly clear. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I think that's the only one on that album with like blatant clean vocals. I mean, yeah, because the rest are kind of in the background. Yeah, well, there's or some like there's layered. some background things or like stuff like in the gang vocals and whatnot. Like you can kind of hear somebody. I wouldn't call that clean vocals. I mean, it's probably yeah. just someone that's not screaming their gang vocals, but still, like whatever. Yeah, it's um, way more pronounced in the album after that. But I've been on so many drives where I have put this song on repeat. You know, just trying to figure out my own head i guess um so many of them like i mean by all rights it should be higher but there was like two of them that kind of overtook it so i was like all right you know <clears throat> and it, but you know that's the other thing it has fallen down like i, I think at one point this probably would have been like number one maybe number two mm-hmm. but like at the same time it's it's also like maybe it was just number one at that time yeah, I could buy that. It did what it needed to do to do for me, and then it dropped down a little bit. But I do yeah. know it's pretty high on their fucking top plays on Spotify. So, what is your number five? My number five is "Move Me," the second song off Dear Youth. I stack brick by brick by uh, brick by brick. It's got nice. a good rhythm. It's got a great melody. It's catchy as fuck. It's great live. You know what else occurs to me is there's videos for every one of these songs that I'm about to mention. Um, in my top five, so that'll be interesting. I've only seen one music video of theirs. Which one? We'll get to it. Okay. <laughs> so the video for um, Move Me is like Jim plays a guidance counselor or something. I don't remember it very well. I just remember there was a video and like they were acting in it in some capacity or another. So yeah. Excellent gym tune. Excellent motivational tune. Yeah. Definitely would have been. Well, I'm not going to spoil our list because that episode, this will be coming out before that. But um, yeah, I've posted the lyrics to this a few times, you know, like, you know, with my back against the wall. What is it? Back I stand brick by brick by brick by brick. I will rise above it all. Like right? this, like this. Like this, like this, like this. Yeah, yeah dude. Like. It's a great chant song. It's it's yeah. it's got a good energy to it. You know, it's a determination yeah, that's, this song. This is one. I mean, obviously, I want to see all of them live, but like, yeah. pretty much, like, I'm pretty sure, like, our whole top five, like, both of them combined, like, I'm gonna want to see. I mean, I'm gonna really cross my fingers and hope that they play them all live. Yeah. You know, I'm hoping they play like a really long set and and are able to play like a, the majority of their stuff because their songs aren't overly long. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, siren song um, is probably asking a little much, but everything else true. should be. Should be gravy. True. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, you know, it's a song of self-affirmation. It's awesome. It's, oh, it's, big time. It's the running theme, you know, throughout their career. It's 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 just positivity. I dig it. So that's another thing I really liked about them too, man. I mean, I think they were probably. I mean, I'd heard of Posse bands before that, but like, I never really liked any of them. Mm-hmm. Not it even Hatebreed. Like, like, well, I mean, Hatebreed. I never really considered a Posse band until like later. But I mean, like. I'd heard people talk about like posy metal and posy core and stuff like that. And I was like, what? Like, I didn't even know that was a thing, but I understood what they were talking about. Yeah. And it was like a lot of those bands, like people tell me stuff and I can't really think of one offhand, but like, I didn't like a lot of them. Like, hey, but that was the thing. Like, Hey, was like one of the first ones like, wow. Like 
you know, I really like this. It's positive stuff. But yeah, like, they didn't start out that way though, for sure. No, but like Ghost Inside too is like that was the first one I'd really heard that was like just really super fucking positive stuff. And like and like Haybreed, they had the total package. They had the cool fucking lyrics, awesome fucking sounding vocals, great sounding like guitar, guitar riffs. The drums sound fucking cool. The beats are awesome. You know, the bass is fucking there. It sounds fucking good. Yep. And just the whole pack of the cool fucking logo, cool fucking name. Like, it's everything. You know what I mean? Where there's, like, plenty of fucking hardcore slash metalcore stuff that I listen to. There's, like, eh, they might be missing one of those things, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, let's see. My number four, kind of weird because I used to say, like, this song reminds me of, like, if some 41 met like unearth i like it and had a baby they'd probably that actually had some fucking balls on it nice like they didn't have to drop it's blue and gold yeah okay that's another the one that would have almost made my honorable mentions too actually great closer like did that rip the down and 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 like that's a straight up fucking blink 182 slash some 41 slash whatever pop punk band you want well yeah they they acknowledge that is like that pop punky riff but instead of it being pop punk it's just a little bit heavier it's a little bit harder you know and that's why i say it reminds me of some 41 with some balls to it like And um, I, for the longest time, I didn't know what the fuck, like, fly your banner blue and gold. I'm like, what the fuck is blue and gold? Yeah, I was wondering that, too. So two things came to my mind. I still don't haven't confirmed either one of them. I've but, heard. I just can't remember. But UCLA is blue and gold. I think that's what it is. And they're from L.A. But yep. also, the state of California's license plates used to be blue and gold. Is that it? Is that fly the banner? But is it a song you know, like a hometown? Like okay, we're from California. Is it a West Coast hardcore song? Like I almost want to say it's some <laughs> nerdy gaming thing, dude. It could be. I, I, it could I think be I, that's what different. I heard it was. I because I, I was like, dude, Chargers because that's the closest <laughs> team. Like I was looking for all these <laughs> or things. The L.A. Rams. Yeah, or like but they're like, not that old. They no, were already in St. Louis at that point. Yeah. So like, I, and I heard him flat out say what it was on. I think it was that Facebook thing. That we were talking about earlier, and I can't remember. Oh, the, the live Q&A they did? Yeah. God damn it. I wasn't able to watch it because I was working, or I was doing yeah. something. I can't remember what it was. I wasn't able to watch it. Oh, man. I, well, they went on earlier than they were supposed to. Well, well Or they were probably bitch. checking and, like, I don't know, but I'm sure if we looked it up it's too bad we I don't find it out. want to research. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> yeah, but I've never known. I just, I just, I, I kind of just thought, okay, maybe it's just a California thing because, like, California is... I, I buy that too, but like, I, but I guess you know. the license plates before that were black and gold. So I'm like, well, fuck. Yeah, I only that just found that out that recently. Shit, but yeah, whatever. Um, now it's like everybody's license plates are just white with blue letters. Yeah, it's like so many states are like that. It's stupid. I saw the one that caught my eye the other day. Going, man, has it always been like that? But I can't remember what it is. Um, no, great, great song, great closer, great. I'd be curious to see if they would play this too, but. I don't know. Maybe we'll be pleasantly surprised. But yeah, that's my honorable, honorable mention. Uh, <laughs> you like that? <laughs> nice. The bonus, bonus track. I mean, that, that is kind of a thing sometimes. <laughs> the uh, bonus extra track. Yeah. Let's see. My number four. If you haven't noticed, I'm not doing these off my phone. I'm doing them off the top of my head. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I talked earlier about, I think it's awesome that they got Vigil on a Shy Halud song. Is kind of a... It's kind of an homage from one band influenced by another. Um, and in this case, it was the other way around, where they had Matt Brusso, 
who was at, at the time was formerly a Barrier Dead. Now he's in Barrier Dead again. On as you know, and that's one of their main influences. And his part's awesome. Oh, and again, you're not getting older. You're just yeah. getting old. And it made me realize, man, I have missed that voice. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. It's awesome to see he's back in it too. Hey, are they the band that you had the album that had just like all, all the songs were like fucking Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise movies? movies. Yep. Nice. And the one after that was. Um, Dude, they had a video that they were all in suits. Yep. And Color they, of money. Yeah. Dude, Dude, that breakdown in that song was fucking hard as fuck. They were one of the best live bands ever, dude. They might still be. I haven't seen them in years. Um, but, like, they, they got the crowd going good, man. And then there's that DVD of, like, he, uh, the guitarist accidentally flips his guitar. And it's, like, in the first or second song, tuning pegs hit him in the head, and he's just bleeding for the rest of the show, just all over the place. <laughs> but he stuck with it, and he's just like, oh, man, nice. this is our DVD shoot. I got to do it. So the rest of the DVD after that is them going to the uh, the hospital and him getting um, staples put in his head. And uh, they either held onto the shirt or, or threw it away. I can't remember, but it was soaked in blood. Barrier Dead is obviously a monumentally influential band of its time, you know, not just for Ghost Inside, but also A Day to Remember. A Day to Remember says that's one of their biggest Let's see, your influences. Your story gets thin as your story gets told. Is yeah. that the next line? yeah. Well, so that was what so I thought good. was cool. Is like they had the cheesy the video where it's like high school or whatever, and they're the students. And then it was uh, so that uh, when he comes in for his part, it's it's Vigil, I think, sitting in a chair looking all pouty, you know, one of those high school desks or whatever. And uh, and Matt Brusso comes up dressed as a teacher because that's what he was doing when he stepped away from Barrier Dead was he was a teacher, so that was perfect. Um, but catchy as hell, you know. Have you said the name of the song yet? Yeah, Chrono. Yeah, you didn't say it yet. Did I not? Just now. Ah, okay, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Chrono from Returners. One of my, it'll be one of two songs I have from Returners. Uh, it's fifth track, right? Yeah. So kind of fourth song, but fifth track. Uh, great reaction live. It's got a great melody, you know. It's a message that I think about just about every damn day, dude. The passage of time and... Yeah, there's, uh, let's see. Oh, wait, no, it's, you're not getting older. You're just getting old and your finish wears thin as your stories get told. Mm. Uh, let's see. Where was, where's, um, oh my God, where's the fucking line? Mm. Oh yeah. The part was like the big, the big gang thing was, you know, I want to take the time to stop and think about doing this and what it means you know what it might mean to be when i close my eyes there's nothing but darkness revealed it's right there in front of me looking forward for a taste of things to come i can't see familiar faces on anyone life is trying to pass me by but not this time i'm not afraid mm-hmm. that shit right there like that was one of the things that i had written on a piece of paper before i moved from idaho to california this not last really. time so mostly because you know like i don't see familiar faces on anyone life's trying to pass me by it was like when I was there, and I just literally just talked to my friend about it last night because he's kind of going through something similar. But, like, so when you get older, you know, and say, you know, like, not so much here. Like, I've, I've noticed, like, getting older here, it's completely different. But, like, when you're in a place like, you know, like up in Idaho, in a like small town, like, you get older, if you're single, now, if you've been single the whole time, it might be easier. 
Mm-hmm. But let's say you've been married or you've been with the same person for a long time, right? And then you get divorced or you just split up, whatever. It's, it's really kind of strange because your options are go to the bar. Mm-hmm. If you want to be around people, it's go to the bar, right? Because all the chances are all your friends, they're not single. They right. have their fucking wives. They have kids. They have their own lives. They have their own shit going on. Like... The more you, I mean, it's fine to stop by every once in a while and say, hey, what's up, and hang out for the night. But, like, dude, you can't do it every fucking night, man. Like, you're, you're infringing on their shit, right? Right. And so, basically what happens is, like, you, well, what I told him was, I, I was like, you know, the girl I was seeing at the time, she had said, like, she used to always say, like, you know, oh, Okay, she lived 60 miles away, so it was a kind of like a mostly a text relationship, and we, we had text a lot because she lived so far away. Well, you know, like say I didn't answer text or say I was busy or something, right? She'd be like, oh, are you hanging out with your friends? And I'm like, dude, like I don't have friends anymore. There you go. I have all these people that know me really well, hmm. but they're, we're not friends anymore. Like we don't hang out. We don't talk to each other anymore. He told me stories like, you know, yeah, like my 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 my, my quote unquote best friend at this point is, you know, we see each other at the fucking gas station, and it's not, you know, like a, a real talk. It's it's small talk. It's, you know, oh, like you know, you, can you wait for football season or when football season is? Oh, did you catch the game? Blah blah blah. And instead of like, you know, hey man, like you know. I'll see you on Tuesday or hey like I'll see you you know like blah 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 it's it's yeah. always just like it's not even like I'll see you some other time it's it is now turned into all right see ya yep or not even see you, just you know later see you next time it's 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 devolved to that point where it's just like you know because that dude has his own life he's got a you know he's he's got shit to do mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it was like I felt like this. I was like, "Fuck, man!" Like, and I'm not saying I don't have any, you know, friends there. Like, we're, we're all I, we're friends, but it was just like in the in the traditional ter- sense of friends, where you guys get together and you hang out and stuff like that. Like, I think when I first moved back there, like, you know, my drummer Nick, you know, had thrown this big housewarming party. He's got a big barbecue, and and I was like, "All right, cool." And I fucking show up, and there's like four people there. Well, I think it was like probably six or seven people there, not including family members, right? Right. So probably like five or six people. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, "Yo, dude, where's you know, where's so and so? Where's so and so? Where's so and so?" And he's just like, "I'm like, he he's like, oh, I he you know probably ain't gonna show up." And I'm like, "Well, did you invite anybody?" Mm. And he's like, "I invited thirty people." Ooh. And I was like, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah, but this is what it's like now." I was like, what? So this is like, I'd been living in San Diego, right? right? So I was in a place where I didn't have all my old school friends there. And the whole time I'm here, I'm thinking those guys are all still getting together every night, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. hanging out shit. Because here, that's what we were doing. Yeah. We were yeah. hanging out with people all the time. Yeah. There, everybody kind of went their separate ways. You know, mm-hmm. it's one of those things like, you know, I, you could walk outside, throw a fucking rock and hit your old best friend's house, but you haven't talked to him in fucking years. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that sort of thing. So... When I was getting ready to move, it was just like, fuck, man. Like, I don't feel like I know anybody anymore. I feel like all this shit, like, if I don't get out of here, life's going to pass me by. Like, life's trying to pass me by. And I'm like, not this time. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to move. And I was like, fuck it. So I had this, I took a little piece of paper and I fucking wrote this thing. And I had it, like, in my in my glove box in my car. And, like, every once in a while, man, I just grab it. You know, because I was like, you know, yeah, I was afraid to move. But mm-hmm. I'd grab this thing. I'd look at it. I'd be like, all right, cool. You know, so good call on 
that as number four because like that's a fucking awesome song. Like the gang vocals in that one, I always just pictured like the like I always pictured Vigil or the other guy, like one of those situations where like they're like they first jump off the stage, you know, and they're surrounded by all the people and they just like hold the mic up and everybody's fucking chanting that part, like yeah. You know, like that shit, just in like a fucking Eagles Lodge or some shit. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> Those old school shows. Yeah. You know, or you're just standing on the floor and you just throw the fucking mic out. Like, mm-hmm. that's how I always envisioned that fucking part, man. Like, um, let's see. Oh, man, we're at number three. Yes, we are. First song I heard of there is Unspoken. Ah, there you go. I've got something here worth fighting for. Give it all, give it all, give it all. Okay, also a funny video. Awesome. So have you ever seen the video for this no, one? No, I've never seen the video Oh, dude, it. it's a hardcore pool party. Is it's this the, the one we talked about in the video one I thought was Acacia Strain? It I don't might know, because Acacia dude. Strain, I wouldn't be surprised if it was the same guy that did a lot of those Acacia Strain videos, because, like, they had a lot of goofy, they still have a lot of goofy videos. Because remember we talked about that, like, I, I thought it was Acacia Strain, you said, like, no, like the Ghost Inside had a video like that. And I'm like, dude, I'm pretty sure I haven't seen a Ghost Inside video, but like. Acacia uh, Strain might have had one like and that. And you know, too, I never though. looked it up. Like, I never really tried to see what it was. But, um, you well, this song, man, like, uh, we were doing CrossFit and stuff, dude. And like, my son's mom was like, just one day she's in my in the car and I just put it on. I was playing it. And, you know, she doesn't listen to a lot of metal at the time. So I didn't really listen to a lot around her. But, like, I put the song on one time, and she just looked at me. She's like, how do you have a hard time running five miles when you listen to shit like this? She's like, if I listen to shit like this, I'd be able to run five miles all day. So go. I was like, good point. You know, pretty good pace on the song. Um, mm-hmm. Again, it has that It's that old school hardcore style, you know, the fucking two-step type shit. Like... Yeah, a um, little bit of that hardcore punky style vibe to it, you know, and then and then later into the song it gets more into like that metal yeah. metalcore style. Like I was um, just thinking just the about vocals on it's awesome. Lyrics yeah. are cool. Seeing them, I've seen them open with this so many. I know I've seen them just in general, dude. Great, I great, great, see great this reaction. Being an opener for sure. Yeah, but when they open with it, it's just like like it was either they went straight into it or I think it was one. Um, it was one time at Warp Tour, and maybe it was only because. They were playing here, but they they open with uh, it's Will Will Ferrell in um, Anchorman doing the I have an important announcement or something, and then you hear Cannonball, and then then they play the song right after. Oh, that. nice! Yeah, <coughs> that's uh, awesome. That yeah, that was it, it. Was pretty epic. Yeah, it's a cool song. I mean, lyrically, I mean, I don't. This is one I don't know a lot of lyrics. I mean, all I ever needed to know was fucking. I've got something here worth fighting for. Give it all, give it all, give it all. Like yeah, so maybe you know, maybe like, it's one of those more broad, broad stroke kind of lyric. Things, could be. You know? I don't know. Like I've never. It's it's really weird because I mean some of their songs I just don't pay attention to the lyrics much at all, and other songs like it's all about the lyrics. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like, it's just kind of whatever. Um, but yeah, this is the first song of theirs I ever heard. I believe it's just solely because this was the first one that downloaded. I think. I can see that. Well, plus they got the track? weird like little four. It's four, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right after between the lines. Yeah. Which I mean, fuck. I mean, there's a good like three or four fucking song run in the middle of that album that's like yeah. fucking. No, absolutely. Whoo. You know, Hard like to top. hell yeah, dude. All right, man. You're number three. My number three. Speaking of first songs we ever heard, I don't know about if this was the first or not, but it probably was. Their first video, man. Faith or Forgiveness. 
They got some weird stuff going on with some old-timey film thing in the video. I don't remember what, but it doesn't matter because it's just a sick song. And they got that big mosh part at the end with the big sing-along, dude, that he would get down in the crowd for. I'll see you when the sun sets. And even just everything up to that point, you know, great chorus. Yeah, that's a good one, man. Like, there's, I mean, like I said, I mean, I like all, I, I like all the stuff that they do, but I mean, I guess probably the the least favorite stuff of theirs that that's there is the is the stuff off of the first album. And there was a while where they and, weren't uh, playing it too, and it makes me. Realize. I mean, I guess it's more like you know, yeah. I mean, I've said it before. I'm not the first album guy, <laughs> you know. So there's that. But you could definitely tell, like when I I can just tell, like when I listen to the first album, like. Well, with a lot of bands, like I listen to the first album, you 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 can kind of hear like they got they, they you know they they've got a good foot in the door, but they're not quite all the way in the room yet, you know like yeah. But this one, that. like so you know, like my old singer, two of my old singers, but but mostly like my old singer John, like you know from Difficult Henry. Uh, after he died, like every year, you know, I usually make a little post and. This is one of the lyric lines I use a lot because I just love, I just love it, man. I'll see you when the sun sets. Like, it's awesome. And then when you hear it in the context of the song, it's even better. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's so good, dude. Like, big uh, crowd. There is no way they're not playing that. No, they got to play that one, man. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty much a done deal, right? Are you ready for another long story? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. My bad, but no worries. So, obviously, I think the first time I really paid attention to this song was climbing up that mountain. Actually, I think it was, yeah, I think it was then, because I think after the mountain, after the mountain thing, like, we went and did this thing called the Dirty Dash. It was a mud run, basically. Okay, yeah. In Park City, Utah. By this time, man, like, shit's getting really, like, really fucking... This was kind of, like, right in the deep of, like, shit's getting weird with me and my son's mom. And we were going to this dirty dash. So we drive down to Utah. And we're supposed to... Okay, so we're all going to dress up like cowboys, right? We're going there with another, like, a... a uh, um, like, a family... Like, another family, like, friend. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, they're, you know, they're a little bit older than us. Um... But, like, I guess the whole deal was we were going to dress like cowboys, which already I'm not thrilled with. I'm like, fuck. I fucking hate cowboy anything. Like, <laughs> so, but, you know, I'm down. Like, whatever. All right, fine. And, I mean, at this point, I, I do, I, I mean, I'm trying, I'm in, like, I'm in, like, save it mode. I'm, I, I'm, like, trying to do anything to fucking hold on. I'm grasping on to fucking, you know, threads and stuff. But, so, we take off. We go to Salt Lake. We get a hotel room. You know, not much talking between the two of us, I'm sure. Um, and then we wake up the next day. We wake up late, for one. For two, we fucking go to take off. We want to fuck, you know, kids want to get something to eat. We're fucking late, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, Jesus fucking Christ. So we got to drive out to Park City. It's not exactly, I mean, it's not super far from Salt Lake. But I mean, it's not exactly close. And I don't even think we were actually in Salt Lake. I think we were south of Salt Lake. Because it was like, so we had to go back north to Salt Lake and then go east over to Park City. So... It was just like, fuck, man, like, you know, there's some complaining going on that, you know, for some reason, I don't know, it was probably my fault that we were late, I guess, I don't know. But then she finds out that 
I didn't pack the fucking bag with the outfits. You know, and I was like, I thought you grabbed them. You know, and, you know, so then there's a big fucking argument there, right? So we get in the car, we fucking drive. Now, we're trying to fucking go the fastest way, right? I don't know if you, have you ever been to Park City, Utah? If I have, like it's when I was like two. Really? Like, okay. Maybe. So there's, there's like a pretty, like, I mean, there's a fucking big highway going out there, right? Because <laughs> all the fucking mountains. But like, okay, let's put it this way, man. Like Park City, Utah, for anybody that doesn't know, the Winter Olympics, that's where they did a lot of the fucking downhill skiing. That's where they did the big oh. ski jump fucking deal. Like they had yeah, all that yeah. shit out there. That's, that's the fucking place, right? We'd been out there before because we ran a Spartan race out there. Um, but I was trying to be fast, right? So I'm looking at this fucking navigation thing. And I mean, it wasn't like iPhone maps or anything like that. I don't think so. I think I was actually looking at like just a map of the area, right? But I see this road and I'm like, okay, cool. Like I'll just, let's just take this fucking road. Like, cause basically it's like you're going up and to the right. So you're going east and then you're going south. And then there's like this road that's kind of like diagonal through there. Right. Hmm. I'm like, fuck it, let's take this fuck, you know, go down this fucking road. Dude, this fucking road was a goddamn single lane dirt road going up through the fucking mountains, windy as fuck, dude, like crazy. Because, I mean, the map didn't show, like, elevation or whatever. We go all the way up this fucking thing, and then we have to come all the way fucking down. Dude, she fucking was on my ass the entire fucking time, as if I did it on purpose. And I was like, dude, fuck fuck you dude like i didn't you know it was like if you if you do you think i would do this to us on purpose Mm -hmm. i don't want to be on this road any more than you do one massive bonus dude one huge bonus it was fall fucking beautiful up there i can imagine yeah i could i mean if i'd have been in a better mood like, I would, obviously, if I'd have had a better phone, too. Like, I think I had, like, an iPhone fucking 4 or something. It wasn't the best. But, man, I, I would love to go back up there sometime and take some pictures. It's fucking great. Like, I was like, wow, dude, like, this is really cool. Just not the time. Mm-hmm. We're in a fucking big time hurry. We're both watching the clock. Everything's really testy, right? So we get there. You know, and the other family, I mean, they weren't pissed or anything, but like, what happened to the outfits? And fucking, boom, here comes the fingers pointing at me. And I'm like, dude, at that point, I was like, you know what? Fuck everybody. Right? So I'm like, fuck everybody. I don't fuck, whatever. So this run is, is of, it's of, let's see, it's a a fucking five mile run, but there's a cutoff at like 5K, so like Mm -hmm. 3.2 miles or whatever. Yeah. So we all take off, and it's not as serious as, like, a Spartan race or Tough Mudder. It's more of, like, a fun mud run, so it's like, all right, cool. Like, you don't have to fucking do, like, you don't get penalized for, like, not getting the obstacles. Oh, okay. And there's a lot of mud, dude. Like, it was awesome. Yeah. We hit this cutoff, right? And and I want to run the whole thing. We hit this fucking cutoff, and, you know, Alyssa had mud in her eye, and she had contacts. So she's like, fuck. Or, no, it wasn't Alyssa. It was the other daughter, the other family's daughter. I think she had, like, mud in her eye, and she had contacts. Everybody was kind of overrunning, right? They were just like, ah, fuck, like, whatever. Well, let's just take the cutoff. And I was like, fuck, dude. Like, I was so mad. I mean, I was mad before that. Mm-hmm. And then I was mad again because I was like, I want to keep running. So the other lady, like the other mom, drags me off to the side. She's like, what's going on, dude? Like, are you okay? Because I'm, like, starting to get, like, a little bit panicky and stuff. And fucking, you know, she's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah. It's just, you know, I want to keep running. She's like, Okay, like, why don't you keep running? And I'm like, 
I'm like, well, okay, so I'm the asshole because we woke up late. You know, I'm like, I'm the asshole because I didn't know, I forgot to, you know, I didn't fucking know I was supposed to bring the fucking shit. Like, I'm the asshole because supposedly I'm the blame for all this fucking stuff that sucks. And now I'm going to be the asshole because I want to keep fucking running and not go, not do the cutoff. Mm -hmm. And she looks at me and she goes, so you're the asshole either way? And I'm like, exactly. She goes, well, if you're the asshole either way, why don't you do what you want to do? And I was like, you know what? Fuck yeah. And so, but then get this. She looks at her husband. <laughs> she's like, run it with him. Uh. <laughs> and he was cool. He was like, whatever. So me and him take off, right? The whole rest of the time, because I listened to this, because I listened to this song, it was my mantra, not just that day, mm -hmm. the whole fucking time, the better mantra. If there's a war you came to see, you will never see a wave white flag in front of me. There you go. And that has been with me the whole fucking time. Anything that's been hard since then, you know, because I think it was actually like before climbing the mountain. Like, but no, it was after climbing the mountain. But like that was the thing. Like every hard thing after that, you know, it's like, are you gonna wave your fucking white flag or are you gonna fucking, you know, like, are you are you gonna fight back? Like, you know, and that's been a fucking big thing. This song right here was my number one for a long time. This song fucking. Not only fucking, I'm not going to say it saved my life. There was never any danger of me fucking, you know, killing myself or anything like that. But it definitely changed my life for sure. And it's Engine 45. It's the only video I've seen of theirs. I okay, remember I something about, about a wolf. I wasn't really yeah, impressed. Yeah, it was a wolf licking, <laughs> licking a bloody knife or an arrow yeah, or spear Yeah, I wasn't super impressed. I mean, yeah. I, you know, it's just a video. I was like, ah, oh, whatever. Nope. You know, but I think it's the only video of theirs I see. I mean, clearly I've seen some pool party video, but, but, um, no, this song changed it. I mean, and it's got the sick breakdown in it. It has, I mean, I'm sure it's, I think it's about fucking like, you know, addiction. Specifically meth or cocaine, because they talk about rails and whatnot. But mm. you can use this song in like all aspects of your fucking life. I mean, I've posted the fucking chorus of this song. And you know, another cool thing, dude, like it sounds like there's little kids singing it. In the last part? Yeah, like in the fucking chanted shit. If there's a war, you came to see. I can see that. You know, it sounds like there's like little kids singing almost. Um, but yeah, I've posted it and I've had friends of mine go like actually message me or comment on it, say, you know, thanks, man. I need to hear that today. I'm like, well, I mean, mm. I didn't write it, but <laughs> but you're yeah, welcome. But you, you, <laughs> you know, like I relate it. I yeah. relate it. You know, yeah. So that was. Um, The, the, I mean, just, just straight up, dude, just changed it. And it's not like, I mean, the music's not like anything that's really, this was definitely one that's more lyrical than music. Don't make me wrong. I mean, the music's fucking awesome, too. You know, like, it's fucking sick as fuck. But, I mean, at the same time, it's also not, like, musically, I don't think it's, like, probably even my favorite I mean, I don't think yeah. it's my favorite, even their best or anything like that. It's, it's it's great. Like, don't get me wrong, but I mean, as far as like those those lyrics, dude. You Absolutely. Know, like every once in a while, I tell you, you know, icing is awesome. There you go. <laughs> the uh, it is interesting. That, that was one thing I noticed about the majority, not the entire album, but the majority of um, "Get What You Give." Um, is. It was a lot more straightforward hardcore, and and then they had like melodic bits sprinkled throughout, obvious exceptions. But yeah, I know that, that I was a little taken aback by why they dialed back the melody and like 
throughout songs, but then like they would put it in like entire sections rather than kind of this, you know, equal playing field thing. And maybe that's part of the the input from Jeremy McKinnon because that's like not entirely unlike what a day to remember does. But um, I mean, shit, dude, proofs in the pudding. They put out a, a thing a while back on Twitter, a poll saying if we were to do hypothetically if we were to do an album it's in its entirety what would you want it to be and the vast 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 majority was was get what you give so i mean well did even the fucking album name yeah like i love that you get what you give man like yep. you gotta fuck everybody fucking there's too many people that give what they get and it's it's you know they want to give what they get and it's like well dude like no that's you're not being proactive that's reactive and and I mean, you can do life like that, but I mean, most of the people that, you know, are happier and more successful tend to, they're proactive, not reactive, but yeah, just because life's a motherfucker. I mean, that's, that's just all there's to it. But, but I mean, yeah. So this song's especially, this is probably one of the least melodic ones on the album. Mm-hmm. There is no fancy little guitar part at, at, the, at, you know, doing a little fucking melody line on the top of it. It's just a straight up fucking hardcore slash metalcore chunky fucking tune, man. Like, mm-hmm. not much fancy shit to this one. It's just those lyrics, dude, are just, un- like, they're just fucking awesome. Like, but yeah, I mean, I could definitely see, like, a lot of people saying, like, oh, yeah. I could see a lot of people doing this is the first one they did it with Jeremy McKinnon and mm-hmm. and it, you can tell man like it sounds really good and even like the writing well, I don't know I mean the writing is a little more streamlined returners had a lot of different fucking types of stuff and this does too but it just has a different vibe to it almost more of a because dude it's not commercial at all nah. <laughs> it's yeah. probably not even more accessible it's just less two-steppy and more metally mm-hmm. you know this one's definitely the more metal one out of the two um for sure i think um oh, i could see that let's get to your number two my number two <laughs> number two yes 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 um so i'm already a fan by this point 2010 uh you know faith or forgiveness i really like it and then Hey, there's this new album that's going to be put out on Media Scare called Returners, their second album. And here's the first song from it that, that's getting put out between the lines. And I was just like, yeah, this is everything I liked about Ghost Inside. Nice. Infinity Fold, man. Like, fuck. That, that first, that intro. The yeah, man. I mean, that's it right there. I, I don't even know the words. I just hear the you know, I don't the, either. the gang vocals at the start. Yeah. Ah, let's look it up. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I've fucking never thought awesome. that before, yeah. Well, because you're so When the fuck, spotlight fades? You're just so fucking... Like, you're so... <laughs> it's so weird, because like, the way that it comes in, it's really... It, it's it's nothing. It's just some layered guitars and like a pretty simple melody, but for yeah. some reason it just and catches drum your beat. ears. Yeah, it just catches your ears. It's got this like hot for teachers type drum beat yeah, like, yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Like, and then by the time you're trying to figure out what the fucking gang vocals even said, they're already over. Yeah. And you were just so stoked that it was like this big gang vocal thing. Just the way it happens is fucking cool. You're like, fuck yeah. Like makes you want to put your fists in the air. Yeah. And I mean, Vigil always sounds this like, like, you know, it's always that same tone of voice, but he sounds like shot through a cannon at the beginning of this thing. And then even yeah. when he gets into the, oh, yeah. 
the you know, there's no real chorus in this song, is there? Not really. So if you want to call it like the next part, like like he sounds even more amped up than he already did. So do they shout out? But when the spotlight comes, is that what it is? Okay, so I got most but of it right. It's that last, it's that last word that I got thrown off. Fuck, by. that's what they're saying. That makes sense. I, 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 I had most of it. I, I thought it was when the spotlight uh, fades. Just because that makes more sense than when the spotlight comes, but I, I guess that makes sense too. Hmm. How about that? And um, I thought this was the one with the dude from Sleeping Giant for the longest time. It's the dude from. Okay, I gotta get, make this right. Cause is there a guest on this song? Yeah. Okay, Betrayal. The dude's from Betrayal. Because I always get that mixed up with Betrayed, um, and they are slightly different versions of hardcore. So. Oh, this yeah, this is the one. No one will ever get the best oh, of dude. me. And then the what do you stand for? Yeah, so if yeah, you, dude. you ever listen to the little 8-bit covers that people put up on, on YouTube? Or I don't listen to 8-bit oh, music. So they do the, they get the 8-bit covers. The Acacia Strain one's pretty funny. Um, they, did a, they do the 8-bit uh, version of Between the Lines, and it's actually pretty neat. But right there, they actually include the, the clip where they're going... What do you stand for? And you got an 8-bit bass drop going in the God. back. It's, it's fantastic, dude. It's just, it's a rally song, dude. You know what I mean? It's, it's oh, yeah. This, I was wondering if it was this one or oh, the one before it that did the What Do You Stand For? Mm-hmm. Just because it has, like, the weird, like, half a song before it. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. super short. I think Get What You Give does the same thing, right? Yeah. It starts off with, like, this little half song or something, and then it goes right into out. Wait. It's like not an intro, but it kind of yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's technically not an intro, but it's like a really super short song. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, that's the thing is, like, you know what? I got the, oh, I got the, I've had this up in front of me the whole time. It's that, that, this is probably my favorite album front to back, right? But, like, I mean, this production, dude, I, I don't remember the guy's name, but awesome. Uh, Shane Frisbee, great name. And he also has, or had, I don't know, he has a band called Bone Splitter with, with the dude that was in uh, Bury Your Dead and the singer used to be in Kanae or Kanae or however you say that. Ooh, I used to like that band. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it starts with Walk Away From The World, which is just like super, super melodic song, right? Yeah. And then like after that, and it's, it's like the instrumental we were talking about where you say it's, it's basically half a song length. And then the next one is Greater Distance, which is just like, you know, it's a de- it's another determined positive song, but like it's pissed, dude. It's not melodic at all. It's a weird yeah. contrast. So then, when you get to between the lines, going right into it after that on the third track, it's like the perfect balance between the two. You know, it's a great lead in, and then unspoken, and then overlooked in chrono. Yeah, dude, just that that whole one, two, three, just keep going for most of the album. You know, Returners has got to be the best man if we're being honest. <laughs> Straight up, like like returners. I'm get fucking, what you give, dude. Like, I, I, they're I mean, all great, but like, yeah, dude. But I mean, as far as like full album, I think I gotta. I think for full album, top to bottom, I'm I'm more get. I lean more towards get what you give. Yeah, I. I, dude, all, I don't know, dude, because Dear Youth is fucking see, really. Yeah, good that's album what I was just too. gonna say too. If you ask me on a different day, I might say Dear Youth. It's a really good album. Like, yeah. I mean, they're they've been pretty cool about like having, like. Not just oh, we're gonna record fifteen songs. Like I mean, mm-hmm. they really put together like really good albums, Absolutely. which is nice. 
Yeah. Um, I've been noticing a lot more bands doing that lately, and it's kind of cool. Yeah, especially in the streaming age. What a coincidence, yeah, man, right? Because like, it's so easy to just get in the trap of, oh, let's just put 15 songs, don't care about the order, because no one else does. And it's yeah. like, well, some people do. So I mentioned you know, videos for just about all these songs. I just realized my number one doesn't have one. But uh, it's interesting that they put out a video for Between the Lines after they were already, you know, two albums after this, after they were already off that label. Um it was it's in the interim, so they would have something, you know, to tide the fans over while they were recovering from the accident. And they just compiled a bunch of footage from when they were touring around that and put that out as the video for Between the Lines. And it was cool. Glad to have it. Just I've never seen anything done like that where it's like, hey, man, you remember that that album from like five years ago? Here's a new video from one of the songs. But it works. Why not? It's just trippy to think like it's just like yeah none of these dudes are in the van except Vigil anymore but why not it was a snapshot in time and it's one of their most popular songs and I love it and fuck yeah so now we're at that point number one number one 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 all right man so this one came out after you know the whole split up thing by this time they're pretty much my favorite band. You know, like, um, well, I mean, they're getting there still. I mean, but I mean, at this point, I'm listening to them fucking constantly because I am getting ready to move. So this is like probably two years after me and my son's mom split up. Right. I think. <clears throat> and uh, oddly enough, this song reminds me of having to talk to my son and my daughter and tell them that I'm moving to California and sitting there having a big talk with them, telling them why. You know, it's like, I'm not leaving you guys. I just, you know, I have a thing I want to go do to make me happy. I don't want you to see that. I don't want to stay in Idaho and have you see me just being fucking miserable all the time and think that that's what life is. Life isn't that. <clears throat> so I had this big talk with him about, like, how to, you know, basically, like, about being happy and, you know, like, true happiness and, and that sort of thing. So... One of the things I always liked about the song "The Other Half" is now he he says it a couple times, but there's a one towards the end that I've really loved, and um, that is, you know, now he says I've spanned the oceans. When I when I listened to it, I always just saw like I've seen the oceans, even though I guess I've flown over the Pacific Ocean. So I guess I've spanned the ocean too. So I mean, I guess I kind of get it. But yeah, but I mean, me. I've seen the oceans. I've spanned the oceans. I've seen the skies. It's all I'm ever going to need to get by. But then there's this part. My favorite things in life aren't even things at all, but they're the things that keep my heart full. Again, that's a life changer for me. Like if you. For me, it was like, you know, like my favorite things in life aren't even things at all. And that's how because if you if your favorite things are just things, things go away, things get taken away. Like, but the things that keep your heart full, those don't get taken away. And even if they do, you could fill with something else. You know what I mean? Like, but things like the ocean, things like clouds, sky, sunset, nature. Things that don't go away. You know what I mean? Probably I mean, until you die or whatever, but um, things that don't go away, things that you can count on, right? 
everything on top of that. I mean, that's the fucking bottom. That's that foundation of that pyramid. You know what I mean? For me. And it's like the everything on top of that. Again, we talk about icing all the time. Everything on top of that is just another fucking layer of that cake, dude. And it's like that cake gets better and better and better every time. But, I mean, if you like cake. <laughs> but as long as you have that bottom layer, it doesn't matter what else, what else is on top. Yeah. So even if you're fucking somebody that fucking, you know, like, oh, man, I want, you know, maybe a Lamborghini's at the fucking top of that fucking layer, right? It's the sole fucking thing on top of the cake. Well, you don't have that. Well, you still have the rest of the fucking cake, right? So you're still not, you're, you're fine. But if, if that Lamborghini's on the bottom of that, man. That's going to be rough because if you don't have that, you're going to kind of be fucked. Like, that's, and I'm not one of those people that's against being wealthy. I'm not one of those people that's like, fuck, you shouldn't have things. I'm not like that. I fucking think it's great to have things. I just think the mindset of having things is just having things, you know, oh, what's the line? Fight Club. The things we own and the things we own end up, end owning, up owning us, us or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that sort of thing. That's that's the kind of thing you want to watch out for, and that's kind of like what I had. I mean, I had to talk with these guys like about some stuff like that, like you know. And it was about me telling them like, I gotta fucking, you know, like I gotta go do this thing because I gotta be happy too. Like I, you know, I'm your dad. Like all this and that, that's all fine. But all that stuff trickles down, you know. And if I'm not happy, it's gonna trickle down to you. Like, and I don't want that. Like, I want you guys to, you know, figure it out. And when you get older, you're gonna have to figure out what works for you too, man. Maybe, you know, maybe I don't fucking make you happy, but I don't need to. You know, like that doesn't need. It doesn't have to be me. You know what I mean? Like, it's fine. Whatever it is, you gotta find it though, right? So that was kind of what. It was, I mean, it may seem like a bummer of a thing that it reminds me of fucking leaving my kids, but at the same time, it's not. Like. Because that was when I first, like, really took hold of, like, my fucking life and was like, okay, I got to go do, like, I go do something. Like, I, you know, um, nah, I mean, I guess not that I've never done that before. But, I mean, whenever I did it before, it was always just kind of, like, in a really stupid way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. it was more just like, I got to get out of Idaho. It, was, it wasn't like, oh, man, I got to go create, I, I got to go live a fucking life. Or it was like... You know, when we moved to Connecticut, we didn't even know we were going to Connecticut. You know what I mean? It was like, this was like, I'm moving to a place I fucking like. I'm moving to, you know, all that sort of thing. So, and that, and it's a really fucking cool tune, too. Like, it's not one of the heavier songs. Um, I guess it is kind of, it's one of the melodic ones. Now I it's think a about relative it. thing, I mean, compared, you know. Um, I guess it is kind of, what, I mean, it's one of their more accessible fucking songs, for sure. But like I said, I mean, you know, some of their songs do it for you at a specific time for a specific thing. And then it's, you know, and then it's just after that can just be a song. It doesn't have to be something more than that. So this is one that's been for a long time. So even when I'm fucking super down or something, I'll listen to this song. And I can remember I only live six miles or seven miles from the fucking ocean that I love so much. I, you know, I'm I said I was going to fucking live in California and guess what? Just woke up in California, dude. Like, you know, there like, you all right, cool. So, you know, there's always that sort of thing. So that, you know, um, you're number one. I'm going to have a fun time trying to top that. Uh, you don't have, to, t- you don't I, have yeah. to top that. But I'm really curious to see what your number one is now because I'm like, dude, I love all their songs. So <laughs> like, Do you have a guess? All right, let me look at your list. Let me... 
Chrono. Faith or forgiveness between the lines. Fuck, dude. Okay. Uh, Avalanche? Yes. Nice! <laughs> yes. Look at the detective here, man. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's a fucking awesome song, too, man. Like, it's just like, okay, so they're on the up and up and up and up every album. What? Uh, they got a new album coming out. What's the first song they're putting out? Avalanche. Fucking. And it's like the perfect summary of everything up to that point. It's got the... It's even got a little bit of a punky rhythm to it. This is like the most organic production they've ever had. You know, second time with um, Jeremy McKinnon and his co-dude, uh, Andrew Wade. Um, and it's it's a lot more organic, but it's still heavy. It still just sounds really good. There's a good energy to it. I'm living for today. You know, like... And just live, it kills. Kind of think of it, I probably only saw them do it once because that would have been the only time that I could have you know when the album came out so i'm looking forward to seeing him do it again because i'm pretty sure that's going to be in the list um that's just a great opener it's it's a perfect summary of everything i like about about him you know even the bit at the end with the the more melodic take on the vocals it's not overbearing it's it's like you know kind of what we discussed with some of the get what you give stuff where it's like more of a a melodic gang vocal you know, it's a catchy gang vocal. Did they not write this song? Uh, I don't know. Because I'm looking at songwriters. It says Nicholas Gautier, Marin Perot, Christophe Lee Men. Where are you seeing this? I have no idea. Or what's that weird thing at the beginning with the songwriter thing in what looks like a foreign language. Oh, it's really weird, because... <clears throat> I wonder if it, there's just something got tacked on that also just happened to be called Avalanche. Uh, I just mm. like the fucking... I mean, this song is like the whole self-doubt thing, like... You know, but they, yeah, the count the clock till the overhaul. You built a bomb inside my walls. Like, I mean, it's singing, but it's not fully clean. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and it's count the clock till we're out of hand. You build, you know, you build, build. Now we're caught in the avalanche. Like, and then that last one, now we're caught in the avalanche. Mm -hmm. It has the big fucking melodic thing. Yep. And then it's, you know, reset, rebuild, you wreck the city, but not my will. Like, it's like all this, like, fucking, what do you call it? Like, it's, it's like a fighting all this self-doubt. Yeah. And then, like, right at the end, it's like overcoming the fucking self-doubt and it's yeah. like reset rebuild you break you wreck the city but not my will like again this is another one that fucking helped me out after one of my breakups after me and my son like again this band has helped me through so much shit dude like it's fucking crazy like um one of the few bands i really do fucking care about the lyrics like a lot you know what i mean like yeah absolutely um but yeah like i love the fucking start too man where it's just like you have the um can't give in and shut down just breathe in and breathe out and begin you know and then the part where it's like and now it's time to pull through something i must do with or without you like i love that because it's like to me that's ultimate fucking self-love dude it's like you know and everybody tells you you gotta love yourself before you can love someone else man if you're the fucking type of person that's gonna throw your whole fucking shit away because you're doing it for someone else that's not love dude like that's not 
but now time to pull through something I must do with or without you. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. okay, I got to handle me first before I can handle us. And I don't know if it's a fucking romantic thing or if it's even a friend thing, but I got to handle myself first before I can handle us. Like, that's fucking awesome shit. Like, you know, that a lot of people don't really fucking think about all that much, you know, or... You know, they see stuff like that, and they're like, oh, it's so selfish. It's like, no, dude, it's fucking called self-love, man. Like, it's actually a lot different than what you're thinking. You're looking at that situation in a negative light. Um, awesome song. First one they released from the album. And, and like I said, I remember when they released that. Like, fuck, man. I was so fucking excited when it came out, dude. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was just like, oh, my God, dude, was, a new Ghost Inside yeah. song. Like, and you know what oh. else came out the same week was they released um, Raise Your Voice by Obey the Brave. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. That yes, was, I don't think I listened to Obey the Brave at that point. But, like, yeah, I just remember that. You know, like, and I didn't see anything like we're going to release a single. It's just, it was at the time where it was like, I think, what was it, Thursdays? Was it still Thursdays at that point? Uh, that the albums Sp- came out? No, Spotify released their stuff. Because oh, I remember it used yeah, to be Thursdays yeah, yeah. and then it switched to Fridays. Yeah, because all the albums would come out on Tuesday. But, like, that was just in the States. Like, like that was yeah, the whole yeah. point of them all moving it to Friday is to try to combat privacy from people that got it yeah, early. Yeah, yeah. I don't even remember what day of the week all the other countries but got yeah, it. Was, but yeah, I, I remember, like, you know, you just wake up. I mean, I still do it every Friday. I fucking wake up, dude. I check my release radar. Mm-hmm. Then I look for other shit that I know is coming out. But release radar, I check for stuff I don't know if it's coming out yet or not or if someone released a single. Man, I still do it. I did it back then. I remember opening up the thing, and it was just like fucking holy shit, Avalanche goes inside. And I'm like, fuck, yep. yes. Like, you know. You ever then, get it at like 9 the night before at all, like because of East Coast stuff? No, I never. I've never. I've never gotten it. Um, I checked, not last night. But so it was uh, whenever the new uh, brand uh, brand of sacrifice came out. I checked the night before, like right. I was that excited, but it had it hadn't gone through yet. So I was like, damn it, yeah, you know. So I had to wait till the next day. But but um, I think it's the first time I've ever checked the night before, unless I was driving for you know, if I was out driving for Uber, I you know, I mean, fuck, it's like ten o'clock, eleven o'clock. I'm like, okay, like that sh- that new shit will be out, you yeah. know. Like so, it's like all right, cool. Um, because I'm going to be up till three in the morning anyway, but usually I wait till I'll wait, you know, till Friday or something. But like, I just remember being so excited when this fucking song came out and yeah, dude, it's a fucking cool tune. I also like how it has that, or is it blank pages that uses the same or no, it's the intro to avalanche is like the chorus in blank pages or something like that. So it's like a bookend on the album. Maybe. Right. It's, it's. That's that's something Misery Signals did on their first and oh, fourth really? albums, yeah. Yes, I can't stop screaming these words yeah, over yeah, yeah. again. Yeah. Until, yeah, so it's like the bookend. Oh, there's Dr. Dr. Manly. Everybody listening, say me. hi to our new cat, Dr. Manly, yeah. a.k.a. Stanley. He doesn't know where to run. He's awesome. It's a little black Persian. Mm-hmm. Smush face. He makes funny noises. And has an affinity for for high places. Oh yeah, he likes to climb and he likes to hiss at me. Yes, and he's part ninja. Yep, that is for sure. Do you have anything else other than the top tracks? I mean, I've got the top five here. Yeah, that's the only thing I can do is five right now too. Looks like um, great band. You know, you know, talking about all the lyric stuff, it's interesting because like they're really gonna have to live up to their own lyrics. This coming Saturday. That's, that's oh yeah, really, man. I've never well, that's what they're that doing. Way. Like that's yeah. the thing that kind of kills me is that they're actually doing. <laughs> yeah, they're yep. actually living up to their own shit. Yep. 
That's it's going to be awesome. Great band, great impact on a lot of people. Positive impact, inspiring. Uh, I don't know how many other words there are to say the same thing, man. It's oh. just it's a fantastic band. I hope they continue on past this next show. Uh, glad to be going with you guys and the rest of the fam. It's going to be sick. It's going to be crazy just seeing Fuck the yeah. sheer amount of people there. Oh yeah, it's going to be an emotional night. It's going to be it's going to be cool. Good times ahead. On that note, Indeed. that was our personal favorite five. Let us know yours. For sure. Real quick, we're going to go over all the stuff on Spotify as far as the top five. Most streamed songs. Number five, we got Move Me, which was my one of my picks. At three and a half million as of today. Uh, after that, we got Dear Youth at 4.6 million. Good choice. These are all top-notch choices right here. Oh, yeah, I think the only one that didn't make either of our lists was Dear Youth. I had it as a yeah. I had it as an honorable. Yeah. Dark Horse after that at 4.8 mil. Avalanche at 8.8, almost 8.9. This one really surprised me. Engine 45 at yeah. number one? Really? Oh, like, no, that doesn't surprise Dude, me like, at that's all. That's crazy. Like, 12.7. Yeah, I thought for sure it was going to be Dark Horse, to be uh, honest no, with that's, you. That's, it's the one with the video. It's the one that they close with. It's... It's probably on some sort of list or a playlist, rather. It, it absolutely uh, makes sense to me. It's not my favorite by any stretch, but like it's gnarly. It could be. It could be worse. Actually, not really. Oh, it's yeah. Ghost Inside, but yeah, man, solid. I mean, you can't hate on any of those. Massive amounts of love to the Ghost Inside. Yep. Good times See ahead. See you guys Saturday. Yep. yep. In a week, actually. Yep, exactly. A week, from week today. And go ahead and like and subscribe even though wait there's nothing to subscribe to at this point but yep. you can like the posts get ready to subscribe you can yep. rate and review all that stuff yep follow us on all social media medalist podcast mm-hmm. and on twitter the medalist pod it's a medalist pod medalist pod yeah because they only allow so many characters in the name that's too. right true yep 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 thanks right again on. for everything Later. shout out to uh Shout out to my favorite podcast, Realm of Madness. They had some very kind words to say about us, and of course, I want to return the favor. If you like, well, first of all, if you like Shabalba, you should be checking it out because it's got Brian and uh, Jason from Shabalba and their friend Gilbert. Shout out all those guys. Shout out Juvie, who like never talks behind the controls, but it's good to know he's there. Uh, and if you just like hearing dudes get progressively drunker throughout the episode talking about metal. It's your show. It's my show for sure, man. It's all the props to those guys. Major love. Also, go check out Brian's side project, Mortuary, or Mortuary, Mortuary Punishment. Um, And look out for a new Shibaba coming on the way. As always, thanks for joining us. Eat your vegetables. Fuck your prayers. Talk to you soon. Later.